When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. This video was created during the 2023 WGA and SAG strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, Ahsoka wouldn't exist. Learn more about the strike at the link in the description. Grogu, the <gasps> Mandalorian, like, I, yeah, yeah. The I, betrayal. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the weekly Q&A. For our first question, S. Kurup asks for our take on whether or not Ahsoka is a Jedi. I've seen a lot of people get heated over this on Twitter. Heated? Yeah. On Twitter? You'd think, yeah, Twitter, what? known for its <laughs> chill environment. <laughs> you mean X. Huh? Oh, whatever. The site. That website. Uh, but th there, there's a reason for it. I mean... Ahsoka herself said, I am new, no Jedi in Star Wars Rebels. They put it on merch. It's on the arm of one of my jackets, that bomber jacket. Does it say, I am no Jedi? Uh-huh. Oh, hmm. Interesting. So, so yeah, th there is that. But then in the marketing, they have been calling her a Jedi. Uh, the episode of The Mandalorian that she is first in is called The Jedi. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, technically... Ahsoka didn't graduate Jedi High School, so technically she's not a Jedi, but still she learned from the best, mm -hmm. not just Anakin, but Obi-Wan and Yoda and like Plo Koon and this whole plethora. You love to point out in our Clone Wars rewatch that she learned from so many Jedi Masters. Yeah, like Anakin was technically her master, but like if you watch the Clone Wars, she has these episodes where, you know, Terra Sanube and like all the other Jedi masters will teach her one lesson or two lessons here and there. And, and like just throughout the whole Clone Wars, you're like, okay, she might be the most well-rounded Jedi she, that she's, ever existed. She got a really well-rounded education. Uh, I do think that she does not consider herself a Jedi, as she said in Star Wars Rebels, but I'm like, I, I still consider her to be a Jedi and the embodiment of what a Jedi should be. Mm -hmm. uh, just someone that, you know, everywhere she goes, she's like, people need help, I will help them. Like, that's what Jedi should do. So in my mind, I'm like, she is still a Jedi, even if she doesn't think she is. When is it that she says that? I'm... Star Wars Rebels, Twilight, Twilight of the Apprentice. That she says that to Vader. To Vader, because okay. he says revenge is not the Jedi way. She says I will avenge Anakin, mm -hmm. uh, and she says, "Well, I'm no Jedi." I think that there's a reason that that's who she said that 
to and that she doesn't want to believe she is a Jedi in that in that moment or like she's trying to like take a jab at him for what he's become maybe but I I do think that she is a Jedi she's doing Jedi things and living in a very Jedi way or what what we assume how she's living is and uh I think that's going to be part of her journey in this show is like her learning to accept the part of her that is a Jedi. She doesn't, she doesn't have to call herself that, but for the time being, there's no other word for it. There's no <laughs> such thing as a gray Jedi. There's like, I mean, there's way seekers in the higher public, but like, because there's no term for it, it, it we kind of have to call her a Jedi. No, I think that that is the term. I think that she struggles with it because of the institution of the Jedi Order. She has good reason to feel badly about the Jedi Council specifically, how they kicked her out of the Order uh, for a crime that she didn't commit and they didn't trust her when she needed it most. Like all those masters that taught her, she felt like they all turned their backs on her, except for Anakin. So that's why she walked away then she met the Martez sisters and they had some things to say about the Jedi. So she's been living life away from the Jedi Order. And I think that she probably feels disassociated from the term Jedi. But I think that over the course of the story, she's going to kind of reclaim it for herself and be like, no, I am a Jedi. I'm the Jedi as they should be at their core. I mm-hmm. think that's going to be the journey of ahsoka the gray to ahsoka the white that at the end of rebels we see her in the white robe like that's ahsoka the jedi um but right now at the start she's gonna be like i i don't want to be called a jedi like Mm -hmm. i'm my own thing there's so much power behind the word jedi and just labels in general and so she just doesn't want to label herself maybe in this moment in her life yeah at that moment um but I don't know. To me, I, I've always been just in my head of like, you're still a Jedi to me, Ahsoka. And so many people are like, yeah, Ahsoka's my favorite Jedi, yeah. despite what she wants to say about herself in Star Wars Rebels. And I like what you said about how she may have said that just to kind of jab at Anakin a little bit, where, you know, you know I'm not a Jedi technically, mm. so revenge is my way right now. Well, he was taking a jab at her. <laughs> mm-hmm saying that's not the Jedi way and she's like handing it right back to him to him and being like dude you know my story you've just made me sad because it's very sim it bookends how they first met like they're being snippy with each other Mm -hmm. except this time they're also like potentially going to kill one another (laughs) yeah Uh, that it's wild going back and listening to or, or watching the Clone Wars movie from 2008 and you know, it's not the best part of the Clone Wars, but every time they have that moment where they sit down and Ahsoka's theme kicks in, it mentally takes me to their end where you hear like the sad version of Ahsoka's theme. Mm-hmm. It, the bookend is very good. It's like when people call us YouTubers. Okay. It is what we are and what we do, but there's a negative connotation to it. There you go. Sometimes. Yeah, that You're right. <laughs> it's exactly like that where I'm like, when people it, ask what do you do and i'm like i'm a youtuber and i then i'm like which, i i feel like i have to explain myself beyond that exactly like i mean we shouldn't and we should be proud of what we do because it 
it's good. But yeah, I, I feel like Ahsoka's like, I'm a Jedi, but <laughs> Yeah. Like she feels the need in in this time in her life to explain so that people don't automatically assume everything they know about the Jedi is what she is. That's a very good analogy, it's I think. Very, it's very binary, and she's a very non-binary There, there are Jedi. shades of gray here. But no gray Jedi. Not a gray Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Joseph Mazakis wants to know how we feel about Sabine potentially being Force-sensitive. So we did this a couple weeks ago. It was like our title question for the Q&A. I'm going to change my answer, though. I, I feel like the marketing, I feel like we need to address it again because the marketing around the show has far more prepared me to be like, this is more than just combat training, I think. The, there was a tweet that came out today. This is Thursday when we're recording it, and it said, like, a new Jedi will rise. And it wasn't all about Sabine. But I was like, uh, it seemed very focused on Sabine. So I, I do think that we might see that journey for Sabine as she discovers her force sensitivity. Yeah. I mean, so I didn't see that, but I have i don't know what I said in the previous Q&A, but I don't think she's force sensitive. But if she is, I won't mind it. You know, like since then... I've seen people point out that she could be a direct descendant of Tar Vizsla. And like, if that gets brought up, that would be a cool window for her to, to go through a, in, into being force sensitive. Huh. Right now I'm trying to decide if I like that because my hiccup, my, my hang up on uh, whether or not Sabine would be force sensitive is that I didn't want it to happen off screen. But looking at the trailers and stuff and seeing her putting a hand up to Shin and her being like, you have no power. I I think that we could see her open herself up to the Force. There's a moment in Star Wars Rebels, the Trials of the Darksaber episode. Hera says, do you think she's struggling because she doesn't have the Force? And Kanan corrects her by saying, the Force is within everyone. You just have to be open to it. So I think it would be cool to see someone at Sabine's age and a, a series tackle what it's like for someone at that age to mm -hmm. reopen themselves up to the force and show that it's not just something that only a select few people get. It's just a, a natural talent versus having to learn it. Yeah. And seeing Sabine struggle to learn to use the force, I think would be pretty interesting. And they could go into, you know, maybe she's always been force sensitive, but growing up, she had to live the life of the Mandalorians. Mm. Like she had to live by the Mandalorian way mm -hmm. and she suppressed it. Yeah. I, I think that's a perfect way of putting it too. Cause Mandalorian society, very warrior, like conquer, like she was part of clan Ren house Vizsla part mm -hmm. of death watch her family was. So that I would not say is conducive to like a balanced Jedi life. So it could be something that she, suppressed and is now rediscovering so that was my big thing i was like as long as it didn't happen off screen where like we jump from rebel season four to nine years later or, or however long and all of a sudden sabine's like i'm a jedi like mm -hmm. i didn't want that but if we get to see her become a jedi i'm like okay i think that could be pretty cool maybe through healing all of her 
past trauma, she through her healing, she is realizing that it's always been there and she's just never nurtured it because we see Grogu go through horrendous trauma and then his abilities in the Force are very much diminished. Mm -hmm. So like, I think it goes up and down depending on what you're going through. So it, oh, yeah. it could have shown itself very early on in her life and then she could have suppressed it deep, deep down. And then once she heals... It's like, hello, hi, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And we've seen a lot of stories about, like, Cal suppressing his abilities in the Force and having to go uh, recover through his trauma and reconnect with the Force and become strong again. I very much think that the Force is a sliding scale of just how you're feeling on any given day, where if something terrible happens to you, it's going to shake you. Obi-Wan is another example of, like, he just let it go and and disconnected himself but it's always something you can recover from and i've also always liked the idea that the force is available to anyone who is willing to put in the time and effort to open themselves up to it it's not just for jedi i guess it, it can be helpful if you have skywalker or palpatine blood but so where and do the... that's that's why i'm like oh i don't know if i love the tar Vizsla angle because mm -hmm. i would i would be I think happier if we saw Sabine just becoming force sensitive herself as just some person who never thought she could be. So do you not subscribe to the midichlorian count making a difference? Well, midichlorians, I see them as a signal of potential. And like, yeah, if you see Anakin with a high midichlorian count, you're like, that kid's going to go places. Mm -hmm. They have a natural talent in the force. But it doesn't mean that someone with a low count cannot also be a Jedi. Do you think they'll ever bring those back? Sorry, I, I'm on a sidetrack, but now I'm kind of like... I think so. Are they ever going to talk about midichlorians again? I think so. I mean, they, they've brushed up against it with M count and stuff in The Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. But they, they haven't said the full word. <laughs> mm. And it, even in like books and stuff, it comes up rarely. And usually in, in prequel content. Yeah, I, I think there's room for it. I think so too. I think you, we can expand upon it and make it a little more understandable. Mm -hmm. This video is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've struggled with stress and anxiety for years. I started going to therapy back in 2012 and have been going off and on ever since. Talking to a therapist has been a huge help for my mental health as well as my professional and personal life. But there's no denying therapy can be expensive and time-consuming. That's where BetterHelp is different. Their services are entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, giving you the ability to visit a therapist from the comfort of your home. When you sign up, you just fill out a brief questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a licensed therapist chosen to meet those needs in as little as 48 hours. BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise with over 20,000 therapists that can give you access to help that may not be available in your area. Schedule video and phone sessions or message your therapist anytime. If you're not happy with your therapist, you can request a new one at no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com SWE to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot SWE. Starcasm, Vaxteel, and Chris Ray ask for our thoughts on the Ahsoka trailer that featured Hayden Christensen's voice. Yeah, we haven't mm. talked about that. Uh, where were we? There's, we were somewhere when that 
happened and uh i didn't have time to just like straight up cover that one trailer but yeah it, it was hayden with new dialogue talking saying ahsoka's name alone just sounded great i'm a fan is that <laughs> we're for it <laughs> simple answer but yeah it, it definitely got me hyped i mean as soon as we saw him come back for obi-wan we were like they got to put him in Ahsoka somewhere, whether it's a flashback, whether it's a force ghost. I think even before Obi-Wan came out, the Hollywood reporter said something like, he's also going to be in Ahsoka. We're hearing whispers. So I'm not surprised by it. I I am surprised that they put it in a trailer. Hmm. That shocked me. Maybe they're like, this isn't enough hype for this show. Let's let's sprinkle Hayden into the mix. How do we add up more hype? A little bit of Hayden. Sprinkle some Hayden in there. Oh, and it worked. Oh, it always works. I think that was definitely <laughs> part of the plan all along. Like, eventually they were going to tease that. Yeah. And get people real excited. It was like, I think maybe they knew that people knew it was going to happen. Otherwise, maybe they would have saved it for a Luke Skywalker at the end of the Mandalorian kind of reveal. Ooh, or maybe something like that happens in the first two episodes and they didn't want it to leak. So mm. they were like, let's put this out there now people ready um but the the second half of uh, all of those questions was do we think we'll see him in flashbacks or force ghost or both and i kind of think both i hope both because i i had been a big fan of the force ghost conversation for the two of them from the beginning but then we got the flashback scene in obi-wan which hayden looks great for his age looked a little rough i mean yeah he was a 40 year old man playing a 19 year old not even a 19 year old at that point i just and it was everyone was just like we forgive that no no no. yeah i totally forgiven but part of me was like very bothered by it just because they will go to such lengths for luke you know the fully cgi luke or whatever and they can do like a little just a little that kind of we're, we're gonna get off, off topic again <laughs> but it seems like obi-wan a lot of that show's budget went to just getting just getting the, them on stage the cast back together those two <laughs> getting them through the door so yeah, yeah they were i think it, it was just like let's put hayden on the screen with a padawan braid and everyone will buy it and i did i was like there he is. It's just great to see them together again. It'd be interesting if Hayden didn't want that, though. Oh, yeah. That's an option, too, which I would for sure, like, commend. Sure. Because that would be cool, too. Um, but I, to your point, look forward to seeing him with the full-on, like, Jedi hair. And yeah, as a, as a ghosty. Looking more like Revenge of the Sith classic Hayden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I do look forward to seeing that. And and I think that we could do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could definitely make him look younger if, you know, he's a little see-through and blue. And even if they don't do that, again, I'm going to buy it. I don't care. Just, like, to see Hayden and Ahsoka talking together would be very interesting and very cool. Uh, and kind of like what we were talking about, how the animation has some nice bookends on their relationship, this show could bookend... Here they were as Master and Padawan, and here they are as Jedi and Force Ghost, where they get to hopefully reconcile or something. Mm-hmm. But he he could help her. I mean, it, it, this could 
call back to that moment where she said, I am no Jedi to him. And he can be like, no, Ahsoka, you are a Jedi and you're everything. You're way more Jedi than I ever was. Yeah, like the same way Obi-Wan says that to Anakin, like you are a greater Jedi than I could ever hope to be. And then Anakin can say that to Ahsoka. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. I like that. For it. Let's make it happen. Rick Villanueva, Starcasm, and Jay Rushton want to know what we think Chopper's kill count will be. Uh, If you haven't seen Star Wars Rebels, and if you haven't kept up with our Rebels rewatch videos, podcast things, uh, we talked about Chopper a lot and his kill count. Uh, He is a droid. He's the astromech, the orange one in the trailers, and he's a war criminal. (laughs) (laughs) So he has probably the highest kill count in star wars rebels it's literally in the thousands mm-hmm. uh so the question of whether or not he a has lot a lot of people kill count, in star wars are would could could would or could be considered war criminals by their kill oh, counts i mean anakin commits several war crimes in the clone wars we could there, there have been videos about that but <laughs> um chopper i don't know if he's going to have a very high kill count in this show I, I don't think so, because like live action versus animation, they can do a lot more with Chopper in animation, have him twirling around with blasters and zapping everybody. And because he is like an actual, like fully an animatronic droid, I don't think they're going to have him wheeling around murdering people. They could, <laughs> which would be fun, I guess, to see, but I... Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to have him rack up too many deaths. Keep all of that in mind because we're going to talk about Chopper future and his antics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I think it all I, I I bet they're going to give him a moment. Just a little bit of fan service for fan rebels fan, I mean, he uh, could, for rebels fans. He could like push somebody off the edge. That would be easy for them to have the actual droid do. Yeah, bump someone off of a cliff. Or, I mean, the the question really is, will he destroy a capital ship? Because that's what bumped him into the thousands in Rebels, is he had an interdictor cruiser collide with two other capital ships. I mean, and that's thousands <laughs> of crew members. So I don't think they will get anything like that, but... I, just, I don't think he's going to be in the show that much. I hope he is, but I, I think he's probably going to be more of a secondary character than he was in Rebels, where he already was a secondary character. Linux asks, what kind of chopper antics we want to see in Ahsoka? See, I do hope that we get at least one moment where he rolls on his one middle wheel and he's got two blasters his, firing in the air. His little grocery cart wheel in uh-huh. the front. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think they're going to go that far. It feels like when we were wondering if the Inquisitors would fly around with their lightsabers in Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm like, uh, I people already made fun of that in animation. I think it would work less well in live action. Chopper dual wielding and rolling <laughs> really fast on his quick middle wheel mm-hmm. is funny in animation. I think it might be a little too much for live action, but I hope they do it. Yeah. Um, I hope that he gets put into some disguise. I hope Sabine gives him a paint job. Oh, that's a good one. And granted, I feel like 
anyone should have a wanted poster uh, and just like not use the c-series droids anymore because of chopper uh, because he like he did that so many times and snuck on so many ships and places uh just by being repainted in the imperial colors but i want to see that happen once in the show i think that's a great one just to have him inexplicably very quickly painted and used as a disguise Uh, and i want it to be like uh ahsoka or hera and sabine or you know the characters just like look at each other and sabine like pulls up the little paint gun and is like yeah and chopper's like no (laughs) and i hope that we get some good voiced by dave filoni moments of just him warbling and being angry <laughs> I, I i really am interested to see how far they go with him in live action i bet that's cathartic for dave to do oh that, yeah his voice i bet he is just swearing up a storm <laughs> <laughs> it's just all muffled bleeps <laughs> yeah jay rushton wants to know what glub shido would make us super excited if they appeared so basically i freaked out when cobb vanth was in the Mandalorian uh, when Cad Bane shows up. And it's there's always like a sliding scale of what a Glup Shido is. A lot of people wouldn't consider Cad Bane a Glup Shido, but for the purposes of this, I'm going to say anyone that's never been in live action before, mm-hmm. I, I think would count. It, it'll be a surprise character for most fans. I have two. You do one, I'll do one, and you do one more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, first one I thought of is one that I keep bringing up, the Bindu. Bindu would be wild. That would be super fun, I think. And if they got, um, oh my god, I can never remember his name. Oh, the Doctor Who, the the Tom, Doctor Tom Baker. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Uh, if they got Tom Baker to voice him, that would be fun too. I'm I'm sure he would. And yeah, the Bindu is such a wild thing. It's weird that I I keep going down these rabbit holes of they could they could go crazy in this show. And I hope they do. Yeah. Uh I guess mine would be Barisafi. Like just to give us some closure, finally. Mm. Something. Something with Barris. <laughs> I don't know if there's room for it in this story, unless she is Marok, but who mm. knows? Yeah. I I am looking forward to very much uh seeing her return and and how dave finds a way to to put her in the story maybe she's not in this one like you said but i think she'll pop up somewhere um and my other one was the sun oh wow yeah like any any of the force wielders would be any of the force wielders the daughter feels like i mean we're probably gonna see more eye in the show so mm-hmm. that that feels like almost a given yeah so because you know ahsoka's already so connected to the daughter let's get sam witwer in let's get the son back (laughs) well it's like they all died but so did the daughter so it would be crazy if the daughter wasn't the only one with some sort of uh bird animal yeah that they are now yeah (laughs) because she had like a griffin and mortis that she could turn into and he had like that crazy bat creature mm, yeah so that would be pretty interesting if if this bat landed and then just started talking and it was sam whitworth <laughs> <laughs> i mean he could maybe he could show up and if they go into the world between worlds he could show up there as as himself or as some kind of creature i that mean i do cool. think he's dead but Ooh. like like his 
human-ish form. I think he and the daughter and the father all died, but, you know, like, what what does death mean for a being like that? Yeah. I don't know. Even just the voice in a memory or mm. a flashback or, or, like, we've heard the voices of other Jedi and characters in the past, like, I, I'd get excited for just the voice. Uh, I thought of another one that is connected to Sabine, so I think there's a chance for this one. Uh, Finn Rao. I feel like I've been beating his drum for uh, for a while. <laughs> what? I don't That's know. a normal thing to uh, say. Yeah. Hmm. But <laughs> I, I was thinking that maybe he'd be in The Mandalorian at some point. So just knowing that he had a good kind of mentor friendship relationship with Sabine, there's a possibility for him to pop up. But there's also a chance that he died in The Great Purge, which would suck. But uh, I, I'd like to see Finn Rao. Adolfo Ontiveros asks if there are any characters we don't want to see. Mm. I would go with Grogu, the <gasps> Mandalorian. Like, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I, betrayal. I know that these stories are going to connect, obviously, as they move forward, but to introduce so many new fans into like the rebels family and the clone wars like there's already going to be a lot going on in this series so i don't want the mandalorian and grogu to like kick in the door in episode five and and take over the show that's fair I'm but mad. they will meet someday they're all going to be together in filoni's film i'm sure i'm a little upset about it but i get it i get where you're coming from um i think we talked a little bit about him in the last q a or maybe it was a rebels rewatch discussion but rook he's he should be dead <laughs> you yeah i don't like him well we, he was just so hard to kill in star wars rebels season four and he's thrawn's bodyguard slash assassin who is from the legends books he's a character i was really excited to see in animation uh, I would not mind seeing a Nogri in live action, but I when we were watching the season four finale or the Rebel series finale, and Rook just will not die until yeah. Zeb finally does put an end to him. But he keeps causing problems. He keeps popping up. And I, I was also like, will someone please just put a blaster bolt through his heart <laughs> so we can move on? Yeah. Uh, I thought of a, a couple other ones. Is his name as Morrigan? As Morrigan. As Morrigan? <laughs> yeah. Please no. Yeah. It, like Hondo? Yes, sure, great. I don't want as Morgan in there with him. Sure. Al although seeing him translated into live action would be interesting. I'm with you on that. I say no, thank you. Uh, I'm trying to remember if there are any other rebels characters that I just like don't want to see. And I think for the most part, I would be perfectly happy if, like, Ryder Azadi popped up. Or what if Mart Matten was there? <laughs> like, cameo appearance, Mart Matten played by Matt Martin. Like, that would make... Okay, there's my glup shido answer. <laughs> I need to go back in time. Perfection. Real quick, the last one that I don't want to see, Perrin. No one wants to see Perrin. <laughs> Just, like, no chance he would be... Okay, I guess there is a chance he'd be in there. If Mon Mothma's because there. Because Mon Mothma's there. We, Perrin, go home. That would be hysterical if, like, they're on that hollow call 
and Perrin cut like you see him walking through the background like eating space Doritos and Mothma's like Perrin I am on a call (laughs) Perrin's like I'm watching my show get out of here Perrin (laughs) one two three four five six seven eight wants to know where AP5 is where is AP5 did he did they leave him somewhere as far as we know I think he's still with the rebellion hmm what was his original job? Because I know when we first see him, he's complaining because he's doing inventory and he's like, back in my day, I was good at this. I, I think he was part of like military strategies. Perfect. Put him with Hera in on one of the bases and have him doing something important or have him uh, midnighting at one of the jazz bars, like <laughs> yeah. oh. singing. Yeah. Like, let him live out his dream. I, I do think that there's a chance for a cameo for AP5. It's a droid. Like, and they have those suits. You you can easily do that. And even if we didn't hear him voiced by Stephen Stanton, but he were just in the background arguing with Chopper or something, <laughs> like, we would know. Mm-hmm. I think there's a chance for that. I think there's a chance we could hear him speak. Uh, but if he's not in the show, then... Yes, I I love that idea. He's moonlighting as a, a lounge singer somewhere. Yeah. He's what did I say? I said midnighting. midnighting. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Moonlighting. This is what I meant. Yeah. He, he's he's out there singing away like he wants to. Mm. That's a beautiful end for him. We should. Oh, we. He. <laughs> I just had such a good idea. I just all the words left my brain. Uh, I hope we get a story from him in one of the certain point of view books. Mm. Star Wars Rebels from a certain point of view. <gasps> that would be so good. They should, I hope they keep that franchise going. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want them to wait 40 years that would, for Phantom Menace. That would be so popular. I mean, look how popular Rebe- Rebels is yeah. already to, to do a book like that. I, like, cool. I hope that in three years' time, they just say, we're going to do the Phantom Menace. We're not waiting for the 40th anniversary. But if they decide to wait until 2039, mm-hmm. then in between... They could do things like Rebels and Clone Wars and Mm -hmm. uh, other things. That would be fun. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on X, Instagram... (laughs) I need to write this down. Follow us on X, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Facebook. Is that all of them? I don't know. (laughs) And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners, also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200.